Welcome to the Covenant Journey Podcast. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to deepen your faith, knowledge, and love of our Lord Jesus as we explore the timeless treasures of the Bible. Join us now as we explore God's Word. Welcome to the Covenant Journey Podcast. I'm Matt Staver. Today we're going to continue our study of the Scriptures on John chapter 5. This is a continuation of our discussion regarding the man who was healed at the pools of Bethesda. Just to recap, these pools are mentioned in John chapter 5, and they're actually mentioned as the upper and the lower pools twice in the Old Testament. So they go back a long way. These are pools that are in the old city of Jerusalem. For a number of years, these pools had been covered by debris, and so critics of the Bible said that Either John was mistaken, he wasn't a good historian, or the whole story is just simply mythical. It wasn't true. They said because they couldn't find the actual pools of Bethesda. Well, you know what? They did find them, and they're there, and they're big enough for how John describes them. They're exactly in the location coming through the gate that John mentions where Jesus walked through that day to go to the place where this man was at the pools of Bethesda. Over time, this continually happens. People criticize the Bible. There are times, there are periods, sometimes there might be years where the evidence to rebut the criticism is not yet discovered. And this is one of those, of many, by the way, that has silenced these critics of the Scriptures. Believe me, you can trust the Scriptures. You can trust the Word of God, going to Israel and immersing yourself in the land of the Bible really helps to underscore the fact that you can trust the Word of God and that you can trust the Word of God as revealed in the Scriptures. This is a passage of an amazing story that happened on Shabbat, the Sabbath, the seventh day of the week. There are two healings in John that are mentioned like this, one of a man who's lame, paralyzed, and one of a man who's born blind. At another occasion, we'll talk about the man who was born blind from birth. And both of those were on the Sabbath. Jesus did these healings on the Sabbath intentionally, not haphazardly. It's not just a coincidence. Everything that Jesus did was for a specific reason. In fact, the reason why in Jerusalem the only recorded categories of miracles are healing of lame people and blind people is a specific reference to the Old Testament and to David when he ultimately established Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. He was taunted by the Jebusite king at the time that his army was so weak he wouldn't be able to come in and capture the Jebusites. He would be able to put lame and blind people on the wall to be the guards, and even those people could ward off David. This is a reference back to King David and the establishment of Israel. Outside of the healings in Jerusalem, Jesus did all kinds of healings. But in Jerusalem, there's only two categories, blind and lame, and this is the man who was born uh, able to walk, but had been paralyzed for a number of years. Something happened to him later in life that brought about his paralysis. This man is seeking not Jesus, not Jehovah God, 
the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but the pagan gods, and that's why he's at the pools of Bethesda. He's there because of the pagan god Asclepius. That's the god of medicine, of healing. That's where you get the medical professional symbol with the staff and the serpent. And his daughter, I should say, is Hugias, one of his mythical children. She's the god of hygiene, where we get hygiene from her name. And he's going there to seek healing from Asclepius and his daughter, the pagan goddess Hugias. He can't get it, though. He is encountering Jesus on this Shabbat. This is a man who hasn't been able to walk for 38 years, almost four decades. Imagine the atrophy. And he's there. Jesus comes. He asks him, do you want to be made whole? The man says, I can't get into the water. Every time I do, someone jumps in front. Jesus just simply says in verse 8, arise, take up your mat, and walk. Verse 9, immediately the man was made well and took up his mat and walked. Now it was the Sabbath on that day, a plot. You know that something else is coming. Why did it mention that? And obviously you'll see later in this chapter. So the Jews, verse 10, said to him, who was cured, it is the Sabbath. It is not lawful for you to carry the mat. Now this is a mat that's kind of a little roll-up mat, very light. These Jews, the religious individuals, the ones who did all the things according to their tradition, they weren't concerned that a man who had been paralyzed for 38 years was miraculously able to walk around. No, they were concerned that this man was not as religious as he should be. He was, quote, breaking the Sabbath by carrying this little, very light mat. You're breaking the Sabbath. Verse 11, he said, He who made me well, the same said to me, Take up your mat and walk. And they asked him, verse 12, Who is the man who said to you, Take up your mat and walk? But he who was healed didn't know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn a crowd being in the place. There's lots of people. Jesus said, Arise, take up your mat and walk. And he walked away. The man arises. He looks up. There's crowd everywhere. He doesn't know who it is. He doesn't know who Jesus is. Jesus, therefore, finds this man in the temple where the lame and the blind were not allowed to go, according to some people. They didn't want them in the temple. This man's now in the temple. Jesus encounters him. And he says, Behold, you are made well. Sin no more that nothing worse happens to you. I think something this man did caused him to be paralyzed because in the other story that we'll talk about, the man born blind, he said he didn't do anything to bring about this. He's telling this man, stop continuing to sin. That's how the word is in the Greek. Stop it. Don't continue in your sin because something worse is going to come against you. Now, we don't know what this man did. It could be sexual promiscuity. could have been he just fell and broke his leg. I don't know. But we do know that some of the sexually transmitted diseases ultimately affect your spinal column that can ultimately result in paralysis. Whether he had that or not, we don't know. But something that he had done brought about his condition. I have come in my Father's name, and you don't receive me. If another comes in his own name, you'll receive him. How can you believe who receive glory from one another? And you don't seek the glory that comes from the only God. Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. There is one who accuses you, even Moses, on whom you have set your hope. For if you believed Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote about me. 
But if you don't believe his writings, how will you believe my words? This is a message not just about the man who was healed, not just about the miracles God can do, has done, will do for you in his time according to his will. But it's a call to look beyond our just religious motions, just beyond our routine. It's not religion. It's a relationship with Jesus Christ that Jesus wants. He doesn't want the sacrifices. He wants your heart. He doesn't want you just to be a faithful church member. Certainly that's very important and necessary. But what he wants is he wants you. He wants a relationship with you. And I encourage you as you're reading these scriptures, take time to think about the implications. But most of all, take time to press in in your own personal relationship with Jesus Christ, who is the reflection of his Father, who wants a personal, individual, life-changing, radical, intimate relationship with you. For more information, visit covenantjourney.org. That's covenantjourney.org. And you can ask for information on this podcast or any other information about the Scriptures. I encourage you to press into the Scriptures. The Word of God is amazing, but most of all, Press into the one whom the scriptures speak about, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Go to covenantjourney.org. You've been listening to the Covenant Journey podcast. We hope that we have informed, inspired, and encouraged you to deepen your faith, knowledge, and love for our Lord Jesus as we've explored the Word of God. Visit covenantjourney.org where you can obtain additional notes and information to enhance your study of the scriptures. The website again is covenantjourney.org. You can also email us at cj at covenantjourney.org. Share this podcast with your friends. Visit covenantjourney.org.